Welcome to The Road to Rural Prosperity, featuring stories about rural Oklahoma and rural America. Guiding us on the journey today is our host, Ron Hayes. Thank you so much, Billy, and welcome to our latest episode along the road to rural prosperity. Today, we want to salute a couple of the young people that have been honored by Oklahoma FFA in 2020. 2020 has been a difficult year in so many aspects, whether you're talking about production agriculture, whether you're talking about uh, school athletics, or of course the school FFA ag education program efforts. Mid-March, we saw the shutdown of the Oklahoma Youth Expo in the middle of the show as we were starting to show market animals about half the animals were able to show during the first part of that event before coronavirus shut everything down that also meant that a lot of the other events that were going to happen after march 15th also were gone for the rest of this calendar year one contest that did happen although it was a little bit different as it was uh, late And it was also a virtual contest where the area stars over Oklahoma were announced during the virtual FFA convention held by Oklahoma FFA. And then in early June, they announced the stars over Oklahoma, the four state star winners. We want to introduce you to two of those state star winners today. Gentry Squires, the star in agri-science from the Kingfisher FFA chapter and Landry Chaplin from the Weatherford FFA. Landry is your state star in ag placement for 2020. Our own Casey Shepard had the opportunity to talk via Zoom with both Gentry and with Landry. Going to share those conversations here in just a few moments. Today's road being powered by the Oklahoma Public School Resource Center, OPSRC. And we're back with Gentry and with Landry along with Casey. Uh, They're going to be joining us here in just a few moments after these messages. Headquartered in Oklahoma City, the Oklahoma Public School Resource Center envisions a quality public education for every child in Oklahoma. And their mission is to drive transformation and increased academic achievement within Oklahoma's public education system. The Resource Center is a nonprofit organization that provides essential resources, professional development, and technical assistance to the state's public schools. They advocate for high-quality instruction for all Oklahoma students and support increasing classroom innovation to provide them a challenging, globally competitive education. With communities from border to border, Bank First lenders understand the needs of today's agricultural market. Whether you need to purchase land, equipment, or livestock, or maybe need an operating line of credit, call on Bank First. They are a certified lender with the Farm Service Agency and can help with specialized financing when other banks can't. Bank First is proud to serve the needs of the Sooner State's agricultural market. Bank First is loyal to Oklahoma and you. Member FDIC, loan subject to approved credit. Our first stop along the road to rural prosperity brings us to Kingfisher, Oklahoma, the home of the 2020 State Star in Agri-Science, Gentry Squires of Kingfisher FFA. Our own Casey Shepard had the opportunity to do a Zoom conversation with Gentry. We're visiting today with Gentry Squires. She's from the Kingfisher FFA, and she is our FFA star in agri-science. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you for asking. Has it been a busy summer so far? Yeah, surprisingly, it has been a very busy summer. 
So I graduated on my traditional graduation day, May 16th from Kingfisher High School. And I really got running uh, feet, just going full, full, full pace as soon as we got done with Oklahoma Youth Expo with the female shows and got a job in an accounting office as soon as I could here in town just because I knew if I wasn't working on FFA stuff, I needed to be getting ready to make a living, um, getting ready to prepare for some financial costs in El Dorado, Kansas, where I'll be going to school next year. So I was not uh, really quarantining to the point where I couldn't make money and, and get ready for the future, but I definitely um, stayed busy throughout all of that uh, two-month process. Well, you're our FFA star in agri-science, so let's talk a little bit about your project. Tell us about that. Yes, I was fortunate to be this year's state FFA star in agri-science, and what that really looked like for me is over the past five years, I have been trying to figure out how we increase the monarch butterfly population. So when I was in eighth grade, I initially started working with Mr. Bill Ferris, a local grower in Norman, Oklahoma, to really understand why the population was declining and what I needed to do on my end as a young eighth grade FFA member involved in STEM, how could I help out that population? So immediately I started targeting the root system of milkweed, which is the only plant that monarchs will actually lay their eggs on. So over a five-year process, I worked with a fungi as an inoculant to help the root system uh, be better established and continue growing and easing the, the problems with the transplanting process for this milkweed plant made it very adaptable with whatever kind of conditions we were working with. So over a five-year process, I just looked at how I could help out the monarch population essentially. That's really cool because a lot of people look at the monarchs and we see the flight of the monarchs and it's this really cool thing, but we don't ever know what we as just regular people can do to, yeah. to help, you know, those, those butterflies going forward. And you've kind of helped us figure that out. Yes. I think we always use the monarch butterfly as the poster child for our pollinators. And what's really hard is to still elaborate and educate our general public that even if you just have one plant, you're going to be helping out the population. It's not just something that we let our researchers take care of. It's going to take everybody really to kind of jump on board to really help out with this poster child that we um, really see for the pollinator populations. Well, I know one thing that was really interesting to me about monarchs is a lot of people say, oh, well, I planted the butterfly bush but that's not exactly what they need. You got to, you've got to have the milkweed, which sounds kind of funny because you're like, why do you want to plant weeds? But that's yeah. what really helps those butterflies. Yes, absolutely. And there's a variety of plants that you're going to see that are essential to the attraction of those butterflies. But really, if you want to make a difference, you can't just have those um, high nectaring plants. You really just need some of those milkweed varieties in those patches that you're growing, not just, you know, a butterfly bush, truly really make that impact for the monarchs. Well, I'm guessing that since you had a background with FFA, a lot of folks were really eager to help you uh, as you as you went through this project. Yes, I initially, like I said, started with Mr. Bill Ferris, but there have been multiple people, not just my science teachers at Kingfisher High School that have really helped out 
And I think because of different growers and different industry professionals that have really poured into my research and my education, that's been very pivotal in moving me forward and looking at the right research every year. Well, let's talk a little bit about your FFA experiences. What are some of your other projects and experiences that you've done throughout the year in your FFA career? I've had a very broad involvement with FFA. So I spend a lot of time working with my show pigs ever since I was a little girl. I had two older brothers that also showed. So having a swine entrepreneurship SAE was a really big uh, time investment for my FFA career. But on top of that, livestock judging is also something that I'm certainly passionate about. And I've also been very fortunate to be a part of conduct of chapter meetings, parliamentary procedure teams, public speaking. This year, I really look forward to kind of diving into extemporaneous. Somehow I slid by and I didn't have to actually take part of that this year. But I've had a very unique upbringing upbringing for uh, FFA in general, just being able to kind of test out vet science, food science, just pretty much anything that they needed a teammate for. That's really what I got to be a part of. So it, it was never one thing that I was really involved with. It's been a multitude of career development events and leadership development events that have led me today. Looking back, what would you say some of your favorite moments would be? Ooh, that's I always struggle with that just because I have uh, been able to do a multitude of things in FFA, not just with competitions, but after my team of four girls won the National Livestock Evaluation Event in October 2018, we qualified to go to Scotland and Ireland this past summer. So a year ago today, I would have been in Scotland and getting ready to travel to Ireland, uh, just looking at the agriculture overseas and what that really looked like there, I would say that's definitely a highlight event of my FFA experience. Absolutely. That sounds awesome. So you talked a little bit about when we first started talking about your plans going forward, but uh, what does the next four years look like for you? So the next two years, I will be at Butler Community College in El Dorado, Kansas, a part of the livestock evaluation team. I'm very excited about that opportunity and what that beyond community college in El Dorado, I most likely will come back to Oklahoma State, whether that be on the livestock judging team or just pursuing uh, my degree path, but I'll come back probably uh, to OSU and I really look forward to studying animal science business and whether that be diving into the lobbying life uh, here in Oklahoma or continuing higher education and looking at a PhD in animal science and really how I can give back uh, and continue my research through that time. Well, being a product of FFA myself, I've always seen the doors that opens for you, but what would you say that being a part of FFA has done for you? I mean, it's done multitudes that I can't even always explain. So when I was a young girl, I had a mother and a grandfather who were both agricultural educators. And growing up in that life, there wasn't a day that I would probably say I wasn't in a classroom. So I've spent more time in an agricultural education room than I probably have my own house. And I know that's crazy to look at, but it's probably true. So when I was a little girl, it started It started a long time ago. The education aspect of it, the communication skills, networking, relationships, no doubt would I be the person I am today without FFA. And so because of those career skills that I now have, 
I would say I am a product of FFA through and through. And I'm really lucky to have that outlook and that aspect and those skills from my experience. Gentry, congratulations. And we're so glad to feature you and talk to you. And we look forward to hearing about the rest of your career. Thank you. Your 2020 Oklahoma FFA State Star in AgriScience Gentry Squires of Kingfisher FFA. Now, we're going to take a quick pause, and we're going to travel further down the road, moving from Kingfisher over to Weatherford for our next star that we want to introduce you to in just a few moments here on the Road to Rural Prosperity. Headquartered in Oklahoma City, the Oklahoma Public School Resource Center envisions a quality public education for every child in Oklahoma, and their mission is to drive transformation and increased academic achievement within Oklahoma's public education system. The Resource Center is a nonprofit organization that provides essential resources, professional development, and technical assistance to the state's public schools. They advocate for high-quality instruction for all Oklahoma students and support increasing classroom innovation to provide them a challenging, globally competitive education. The Oklahoma Rural Water Association. They've been representing water and wastewater systems across Oklahoma since 1970. The Oklahoma Rural Water Association was formed to enhance the quality of life in rural Oklahoma through the development and delivery of services and programs for the benefit of ORWA members and the rural people they serve. Thank you for being along with us today on the road to rural prosperity. We finished our time in Kingfisher, and we've hurried down the road to Weatherford, Oklahoma. And our next state star that Casey Shepard had the opportunity to sit down via Zoom and talk with is your 2020 state star in ag placement, Landry Chaplin of Weatherford FFA. We're visiting with Landry Chaplin of the Weatherford FFA. She is our star in ag placement. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Well, tell us a little bit about your uh, beef production placement project. Um, So I work at Chaplin Cattle, and that's located here in Weatherford. Um, We are an operation that focuses on raising show cattle for 4-H and FFA members uh, to exhibit around the country. Currently, 45 head of our cows are bred using an embryo transfer method, and the rest of the herd is bred using artificial insemination. The cows that we're breeding uh, are bred to Kev in August and early September, and we are just in the business of raising show winners, so we'll sell these cattle in the spring um, to customers and hopefully find success in the next spring. We actually do some AIing at my farm too, but a lot of people don't understand like why you would choose uh, artificial insemination over like regular breeding, like bull breeding. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Absolutely. So we do prefer uh, artificial insemination over just regularly turning a bull out in the pasture because with artificial insemination, you have, um, you're more in control. You have the, you get to pick the genetics a little bit better instead of running a bigger risk. You can uh, cut them down and select certainly what you want here and what you want there. So your outcomes are better most of the time. We are in the business of raising quality cattle. So that method is beneficial for us. And I would assume it's made it a little bit easier for those that are wanting to get into showing livestock. You guys have already kind of taken the the hard work out of it for them. Yeah, yeah, just a little bit. We, we try to make it easier on our customers and easier on us for sure. What made you decide to choose this project? Um, when I first started um, 
ag in eighth grade. So I've always been passionate about agriculture um, and specifically cows in general. I've shown cattle for forever. And so when I got into eighth grade and Mr. Major was explaining to me about SAEs and different uh, careers that I could have within um, agriculture and the FFA, this was just pretty much a natural fit for me. I, I love cows and I love to be with them. And it's, it's really part of who I am and how I've grown up. Um, so it was just a, a pretty easy selection for me. I wasn't interested in anything else, so it just came very naturally. Well, what skills did you learn uh, as you were doing this job? Absolutely. I have learned a wide variety of skills all the way from time management. One of the biggest things I've faced in this job is managing um, extracurricular activities and school with this job and I really had a, a full plate so I had to learn time management um, as well as being able to do things on my own. There's oftentimes I run into a problem uh, and I'm 30 minutes away from anybody who can help so I kind of have to figure it out on my own or come up with a solution. So it's been a lot of time management and uh, Problem solving, everything's a puzzle that you just have to put together yourself. When you talked a little bit about how much uh, you've enjoyed doing this, so how is this going to benefit you going forward? Like what, what do you see yourself doing in the next four years? Right now my plans are to attend Oklahoma State University in the fall. As far as a, a direct career path, I have a general idea that there's not just one job that sticks out to me. I know that I want to stay involved in Oklahoma agriculture because it is what I love. And I found that through this job, um, I've made several connections across the country, but as well as in our state that I think will benefit me in the future. So I plan to stay in Oklahoma. Um, and my dream is to help Oklahoma producers become financially independent and stable in whatever way that might look like for their families. And I've learned, um, that I care about that through my work here at Chaplin Cattle and meeting different customer families and producer families from the state. I realize that they're in a position of uh, financial hurt, if you will. And so I want to do my best to help them in any way that I can. Do you feel like your background and FFA has really helped you get out there and meet great people that are willing to help you and mentor you? Absolutely. Um, it's provided opportunities for me right now, just like doing this interview with you. This is not something I ever would have dreamed would have happened. Winning the state star is something that, to be honest, wasn't even on my radar until until this August. So it's FFA has taken me more miles and more places, and I've met more influential people than I can even begin to count. It's also taught me um, – how to step out of my comfort zone and speak to people and really develop personal connections with them. And I've seen it benefit me just in the last five years. Let's talk a little bit about your experience through FFA. What are some other projects and experiences you've done throughout the years and your chapter? Um, my favorite thing besides being involved here at Chaplin Cattle and going to stock shows, my favorite thing has been public speaking. Uh, I from eighth grade, I found just a natural love for that. And that's one of my favorite things I've done as well as employment skills contest. I've been fortunate enough to lead my chapters to the president in this past two years. And that has been so wonderful, such a wonderful experience, just getting to mentor younger students um, and give them the same opportunities that I was given. 
that that's probably one of my favorite things. We did a lot of fun stuff in our chapter, having canned food drives, uh, Christmas parties, community cleanup services, hosting stock shows. We we if you name it, we did it. Um, so those are some of the things that I've enjoyed uh, at my time here in the FFA. Going through FFA, I feel like we're never going to forget the creed contest. <laughs> no. I feel like we're always going to be, I believe, in the future of agriculture with a faith born, not of words, till we're like 100 years old, don't you? Absolutely. <laughs> well, so you talked a little bit about your um, plans going forward and what you're going to do. Uh, what are your first couple of years look like at Oklahoma State? Are you still going to be involved with the cattle aspect of it? I hope to be involved. Um, I actually enroll tomorrow, so I'll have a little bit of a clear picture of what my next, my first year will look like. But I hope that those leadership opportunities will still um, be there for me. I know that they have tons of clubs at Oklahoma State that you can be involved in with the ag department. So I've got to do a little bit of research, but I hope to stay very involved with the beef industry here in Oklahoma. Well, looking back on your on your history with FFA, what would you say that FFA has really done for you personally and professionally? Personally, I think the FFA has, um, it kind of brought me, not that I was ever a shy child, because nobody would ever <laughs> say that, but it, it kind of brought me um, a little bit of self-worth, and it showed me, uh, you know, i went to school at a 4A school here in Weatherford, and Weatherford is not necessarily what most people would consider a rural community. Um, we're not a big city, but there's not a lot of, of um, agriculture that takes place in the high school with kids my age. I was the only one who has gone to stock shows um, and, and conventions and things like that, so it was a little bit different and it was hard for my friends to always understand why my plans were so different than theirs. I was never on the softball or basketball teams and so going through middle school um, it was a little bit difficult just because I always felt like I was never with the friend group because we had different interests and going into eighth grade and high school the FFA opened a door for me to see other kids who were like me in that we had the same interest and they weren't involved in athletics. And so it really gave me a, a feeling of it's okay not to follow the crowd. You can kind of create your own path. And it has been extremely beneficial to me to, um, you know, take my own path and follow this agriculture route instead of an athletic route. So it's definitely um, given me a little bit of, of purpose and self-worth. As far as professionally what it's done for me, um, public speaking has played the largest role in giving me professional um, opportunities as well as abilities. You know, I've always been a, a good conversationalist, and it's never been a problem for me to just chit-chat with someone. But to stand up in front of an audience and present a topic that you're passionate about or sit on a conference call or at a roundtable discussion professionally and really um, add value to those discussions and think how can we move forward as agriculturists in, in our state. I think FFA's done that for me. It's really kind of given me a professional voice and it's shown me how to do that in uh, professional mannerisms. Well, and you got to do something pretty cool. You served on the first ever Ag Youth Council. So tell us a little bit about that. That sounds super exciting. That was one of the best experiences I've ever had. And at first, when I heard that this was going to happen, you know, nobody really knew what to expect. 
we've never even heard of such a thing. And but I was eager to apply just because I mean, this opportunity has never been given before. And there's not opportunities like this given to high school students. So I applied and I went through an interview process and I was selected um, to be a part of this council for the first time. And it was so beneficial to me. Um, I got to see parts of the state and how um, producers think differently as well as what they grow. That's different in every corner of the state. I mean, you go across I-35 and it is not like it is here in western Oklahoma. So it was very neat for me to, um, I never considered a, a Christmas tree farm to really be agriculture. It is, but that's just not what you think of. And so I got the chance to see alpaca farms and Christmas tree farms and learn about all products made in Oklahoma, um, as well as meet other kids that I never met from across the state. I gained a couple of college roommates out of this experience. Um, and so it was so beneficial to me. So I do highly encourage anyone um, who's maybe a little bit afraid but has a slight interest, go ahead and apply for this if you have the chance, because um, it was remarkable for me. Well, Landry, thank you so much for being with us today. We're so excited to watch the next four years of your life and see all the awesome things you're going to do in agriculture. Just congratulations, and we're super proud of you. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Your 2020 Oklahoma FFA star in ag placement, Landry Chaplin of the Weatherford FFA chapter. A quick word, this is the first of two Road to Rural Prosperity podcast, where we're featuring the state stars of Oklahoma for 2020. Today's episode featuring our state star in agri-science and our state star in ag placement. Still to come, we'll have a conversation about our state star agribusinessman and our state star in ag production, star farmer of Oklahoma. And that's it for today as we've traveled along the road to rural prosperity First to Kingfisher, then to Weatherford to meet some of the brightest young FFA stars to be had anywhere. I'm Ron Hayes. We'll see you soon along the road. Thanks for joining us for today's Road to Rural Prosperity podcast. You can join the conversation about how rural Oklahoma can prosper by looking for us on Facebook. And you can find our growing number of conversations on our website, RuralProsperityOK.com. The Road to Rural Prosperity podcast series is a production of the Radio Oklahoma Ag Network and OklahomaFarmReport.com. Proud to be a part of the family of the Funk Companies. <laughs>